Father God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for just your word. I thank you for the sunshine and the good weather. And I thank you for the word that you're going to give each and every one of us tonight. I thank you that it would not return void. I thank you that our hearts would be forever changed and that it would, it would come in just a, a tangible, a simple, and a practical way that we'd be able to apply. I thank you for just the amazing group of ladies that are um, just with the desire to grow in their relationship with you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love. We thank you for Heath and Katie and their new baby. We thank you for health. We thank you for just the smooth transition. And we just love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty. So we're going to do a, a recap. I'm going to go a little quicker than what I, I normally do because we've done it several times now. So we'll we'll just keep recapping so everything goes all together. But week one, we talked about the purpose behind the puzzle, and this was all the first four sessions. We're all looking back at the big picture, kind of changing our perspective of the whole, to say. Um, so the purpose in the puzzle, and your challenge for that was to write down all of your puzzling moments. So I'm going to go through all the challenges just to make sure everybody's keeping up with where we're supposed to be. So writing down your puzzling moments on your puzzle piece. Week two was God's perspective versus our perspective. And your challenge was to write your story and then rewrite your story from God's perspective using the Word of God. That we can't write from God's perspective if we don't know who He is. So we had to study out who He was and then rewrite our story from His perspective. Week three was please excuse me that there's no excuses. We can't excuse ourselves from the table. We can't excuse ourselves from the life that God has for us, the purpose that God has to, for us. And all of our puzzling moments will fall into two categories. One, never saw it come in. Two, I totally caused this. And so two puzzling moments, but God's grace, God's mercy, and God's goodness are the same in both situations, in both categories, to be able to move us forward. Hello. <laughs> You're fine. You want to grab food? Grab some food. Um, so that was no excuses. And your challenge there was, one, to go back through your puzzling moments and write down where have I excused myself from the table, whether it be through guilt, through shame, through anger, through bitterness, through unforgiveness, through doubt, through worry, through anxiety. What in our puzzling moments has caused us to maybe excuse ourselves from the plan that we know God has for us? And uh, then your second challenge there was when we started the reading the word 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes every single day being in the word, watching it just transform our lives. Then week four, there's more to this. This isn't it. was when we talked about Moses, that God wants to use every part of us. God wants to use all of us. Our personality, our gifts, our talents, our abilities, our interests, our hobbies, our desires. God wants to use every part of who we are, that there's not part of us that isn't important. There's not part of us that was made by mistake. You are made who you are as your unique individual self for a reason. You were made on purpose, for God's purpose, and there's nothing that goes unnoticed. There's nothing that goes for waste, that God uses all of us. Your challenge for that was, just as we saw with Moses, that God, that, um, God brought him out of the desert. He's at the burning bush, but he had to surrender everything. He had to surrender. God said, what's in your hand? He had him take off his shoes, which we talked about um, being submission, that he took off his shoes. God said, what's in your hand? He surrendered what was in his hand. He surrendered who he was. And one thing I forgot to mention that week that when I went back through my notes to do my recap, I went, oh man, that was such a big point. Moses actually means drawn out is what the, his name actually means. So in our study, that makes so much more sense. So every time someone spoke Moses, every time somebody said Moses, it actually meant drawn out. So they're literally speaking his destiny every time they're saying his name. So it meant drawn out, but he had to surrender his identity. He had to surrender his weaknesses because remember he said, I can't speak 
God said, I got you. He said, I can't do this. God said, I got you. And so he surrendered all of him in order for God to use him for the fullness. And so your challenge was, have you surrendered all of you? Have you surrendered every part of you? The pains, the weaknesses, the, the shortcomings, the funny quirks, the my personality, my, my mind, my have I surrendered everything to God? So that was your challenge in week four. Then we transitioned in week five. And we started talking about what are the practical things inside the puzzling moments. So we looked at our puzzle as a whole for the first four weeks. Now we're looking inside these puzzling moments. And last week we talked about what do you see? What are you looking at? Are we looking at the word? Are we looking at what the enemy has to offer? Are we looking at what the word says or are we looking at the negativity? What do we wake up looking at? Have we allowed God to change our perspective, to change what we're seeing to say, God, open our eyes and let me see how you see. We uh, looked at Peter when he took his eyes off Jesus. The thing that he was walking on became the thing that consumed him because he took his eyes off of Jesus. And so what are we looking at? So inside those puzzling moments, what are you seeing? What are you looking at? Where is our focus? Your challenge last week was then to take all of these things that we're seeing that aren't lining up with the Word of God, get a scripture that lines them up with the Word of God, and look at life that way. So that was your challenge last week. This week, uh, we are going to talk about what voices are we hearing. Uh, last week, I had said that we were going to be uh, talking about what are we listening to, who are we listening to, what are we speaking, right? And as I was studying this, guys, I got so much revelation. It will truly uh, change my life forever. I, I hope it, it does the same for yours, but I've never seen it this way. I feel like God really... Um, Gave me some really neat revelation that I'm very excited to share with you. But who are we hearing? What voices are we hearing? And the little tagline that you can put under there that we're going to refer to several times tonight is, you're having what you're hearing. <coughs> you're having what you're hearing. So what we're having right now is a result of what we're hearing. And I have heard, I mean, several teachings before on, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And what are you speaking? And what are you... So that was kind of the direction I was going because those things are, in fact, very important. When we get in these puzzling moments where we're like, man, I don't know what to do with this situation. This is a tricky situation. When everything's not all just rose petals, when, when life hits us and we're like, I don't know what to do with this. What we're speaking is very, very, very important. What we're hearing is very, very, very important. But I never understood it to the level that I'm about to show you, and it is just super, super cool. So voices. What voices? There's a couple things I want us to look at here with voices. It's not just who are we listening to around us, who are we allowing to speak into our life, but what is our voice saying? What is our voice speaking? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it according to the word? Is it not according to the word? But sometimes when we talk about the voices that we're hearing around us, we forget about our own voice that we might be hearing. Because I can hear my voice right now, right? When you guys talk, you can hear your voice. And so voices are very, very, very important. But you're having what you're hearing. You're having what you're hearing. We're going to pound that in um, over and over and over. So in these puzzling moments, we will see based on what we have been hearing. And this is, I'm going to lay a crazy foundation here at the beginning. And then it's going to come full circle. You'll see the whole thing come around. But we're going to look at some stuff quickly here to lay this foundation um, there's two voices. So everything we hear is either coming from God or it's coming from the enemy. Two categories. Everything we hear 
is either coming from God, lining up with the word of God, or it's lining up with the word of the enemy. There's no middle ground to every single thing we hear. Katie, do you need a pen? Yeah. I have one up here. You can have. <laughs> My pencil's not good enough. Oh, no, you're, you're golden. You're good. Just, you know, wave at me. Yo, I need a pin. <laughs> so um, everything comes down to two voices. So we're either hearing from God or we're hearing from the enemy. It's either going to line up with what the enemy's saying or it's going to line up with what God's saying. And then sometimes we don't even know what we're listening to. And that's the part we're going to focus on tonight is how much hearing really affects everything around us. All right. So how many of you, uh, okay, children's ministry is like the place to be for getting songs stuck in your head. So right now, this month, we're doing one. It's a super big, super strong, super wonderful. And it, we play it, and we can play it one time. And all day long, I'm like feeding my horse super big, super strong, super, right? Songs get stuck in your head, okay? Rockin' Robin. It's just one of those that's gonna be in your head for days, right? Uh, Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells is one of those that, yeah, it's just going to be sucks when you guys are singing Jingle Bells when you get home, right? You don't have to necessarily be focused on hearing that song, hearing that thing to start repeating it, right? It just is kind of there. So subconsciously, we can be hearing things that we usually repeat later, that we usually speak later. Does that make sense? All right, let's look at a few uh, scriptures really quick. And then we're gonna we're gonna take this all all full circle. So Mark 4:24, and I'm gonna read it in both um, the New King James and the Amplified. Mark 4, 24, and it says, Then he said to them, Take heed to what you hear. So pay attention to what you hear. Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Okay, I want to read that in the Amplified as well. Let me pull it up really quick. Okay, in the Amplified it says, Then he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. Pay attention to what you hear. By your own standard of measurement, that is, to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you. And you will be given even greater ability to respond, and more will be given to you besides. But the part that I want to focus on is pay attention to what you hear. Sometimes we don't pay attention to what we hear because maybe it doesn't seem like it matters so much, right? Because we hear so many teachings on what we're speaking. We hear so many things about our action that what we're hearing maybe doesn't affect us so much. But the Bible right here tells us pay attention to what you hear. So I would write that in my notes in big letters because we're going to hit this so many times. You're having what you're hearing. The hearing portion of this is so important. So take heed to what you hear. Pay attention to what you hear. Romans 10, 17, you can write it in your notes. We're not going to flip over there, but it says faith comes by hearing and 
uh, hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing by the word of God. That faith comes from hearing the word. Faith comes from hearing the word. And we're going to come back to all these scriptures. I just want us to hear them all so that when we refer to them, we know what we're talking about. Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And we've heard that scripture so many times. But if we actually paid attention to what we were hearing, because we're hearing something from someone else's tongue, right? So are we hearing things of life? Or are we hearing things of death? Are we hearing things of life? Are we hearing things of death? But then what are we speaking out? Are we speaking things of life? Are we speaking things of death? And I know so far you're like, yeah, I've heard this teaching before. We, we read that scripture a lot. We're going to go deeper. So just take note of the scripture. And then Luke 6.45 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the Amplified, it says, Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And sometimes we think, you know, I can, I can think things and make my mouth speak it. But when we're really just speaking, when we're really just responding, when we're really just talking, whatever the overflow of our heart, and I love that picture because it's not just, well, I mean, some of what your heart comes out of your mouth sometimes. No. It's the overflow. What is pouring over in my heart is what's coming out of my mouth. Okay. This quote is going to be our theme for absolutely everything we talk about tonight. What we hear, I'm going to say it once through and have you guys just listen, and then I'm going to say it really slow so you can take notes. What we hear determines what we say. What we say determines what we see, and what we see determines where and how we move. But it starts with what we hear. So I'm going to repeat that. I'm going to let you write it down because we're going to refer to this over and over and over. What we hear determines what we say. What we say determines what we see. And what we see determines where and how we move. What we say determines where and how we move. What we say determines. determines where and how we move. What we say determines. What we say determines what we see. What we say determines what we see. All right, I'm gonna start at the beginning. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna take this back yeah. to the top. I got stuck. In we are middle. doing a class on hearing, and so far, all of you are failing epically. <laughs> all right. What we hear determines what we say. What we say determines what we see. Stop there, Charlie. Capital C. Stop there. C. Capital C. I'm oh, just kidding. It's S E E. Okay. Good there? Determines what we see. And what we see determines how and where we move. I'm going to say that one more time just so it can soak in. But think about it and think about the gates that we talked about last week. 
but think about it on, on your physical body. Okay, what I hear, what's coming in my ears, what I hear consciously or subconsciously determines what is going to come out of my mouth. So somewhere what I'm hearing is getting into my heart, right? Because we just read that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what I am hearing is getting into my heart. That's going to determine what comes out of my mouth. What comes out of my mouth is a voice, right? So now we are rehearing that thing we already heard because now I'm speaking it, right? Okay. So what I speak, what I say determines what I see because words create pictures. Okay. So what I am speaking, what I say determines what I see and what I see determines how I'm going to react, what I'm going to respond, how I'm going to do this thing I'm going to do. So do we see in these puzzling moments, how important, and we're going to come back to this, but I just want to, I want to keep us in our puzzling situations. In these puzzling moments, do we see how important it is, one, to be hearing before we ever get to the puzzling moment, but then two, how important it is to what we're hearing in that puzzling moment. Because how we respond, what we say, what we do, how we handle those situations is completely determined by what we're hearing. Completely determined. It will shape everything. Okay, so let me just paint another picture. I'm trying to explain all this so that it comes, because it's a lot. I, and I'm studying this uh, this whole week, and I'm going, man, there's so much in this. We need to be here for like four hours. We're going to have another six-week session just on hearing. But in this in this hearing part here, so let's, we're in our puzzling moment. And so we just learned that out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks, right? But what we hear is getting into our heart, right? Because then, then that determines what we say, which determines what we see, which determines what we do. So can we all come to agreement that what we hear will actually be the filter by which we speak and which we receive? Okay, I'm gonna say that again. What we hear will actually become the filter out of what we speak and what we hear. Because here's why. Because what we hear gets into our heart, right? That determines what I say. So the things that I'm hearing determining what I'm speaking. So if I'm hearing negativity, I'm going to speak out of a filter and an overflow of negativity, right? And then because I'm speaking it, then everything I see is suddenly filtered by what? Negativity, right? So now it's filtered. How I'm seeing this is filtered. So then how I respond to this puzzling moment is now in a negative manner. How I respond is out of the abundance. How I respond is out of this negative. So now I view my, my puzzle piece. I view this situation from a negative stance. I'd, why? Because I heard. Because what I'm hearing is negative. But if we hear the word of God, right? What comes by hearing the word of God? Faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So if I'm hearing the word of God, then I'm getting faith in my heart. I'm getting the word in my heart, which means I speak from a stance of faith. Okay? So now I'm speaking, which means I'm seeing from a perspective of, of faith. What is faith? We've heard it, believing without seeing. Biblically, it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, right? The Bible says to speak those things into existence, speak to those things that aren't as though they are, right? So now if I can see my situations 
from a stance of faith, if I can see my situations, meaning physically it doesn't look this way, but because I'm coming from a stance of faith, then I can see it this way. Just like we talked last week, God, change my, change my view, change my perspective, change what I'm seeing, let me see from your eyes. So now I'm seeing, speaking, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm seeing, and I'm speaking to my puzzling moment from faith. I'm seeing it according to the word of God. But then, here's what else happens. I'm not just seeing it that way. Now I'm responding and handling that situation according to the word of God. Right? Because it says not to just be hearers, but to be doers of the word. And so if I'm seeing and I'm speaking and then I'm walking out what the word says, it means in this whole process, because I'm choosing to hear the word of God, that God's developing my character and that's why I can handle it according to the word of God. You see how this is coming full circle? This is only the intro. I told you there's a lot. I haven't even got to like the end of the first page. But this is why... It is, oh look, we got to the end of the first page. I'm actually going to turn it down. But this is why it is so, 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 so important. Okay, another thing for you just to ponder on. You can never say what you don't hear. Think about that. You cannot say what you do not hear. Think about a little kid. Okay, I have two nephews, and they are speaking a lot right now, okay? Um, one of them, <laughs> in the Honeycutt family, it's this thing to say pot liquor. I don't even know what that means, and I don't know why anybody wants to lick a pot. Like, I just, it's a thing. But they say pot liquor, right? So one of my nephews, just in his everyday life, is like, that pot liquor. What? Like, I feel like you should be disciplined for that, but it's not a bad thing. I mean, what's a pot liquor? Where did he get that? You just make it up? Ah, oh, he had to hear it first, right? Where do little kids pick anything up? They had to hear it first. Then I have Dawson. Jesse took something from him the other day, and he goes, how dare you? What was the first thing out of Jesse's mouth? She goes, where did you hear that? Where did you hear that? Right? He didn't make it up. He's on his bike. And he's riding his bike through the sand. And it's a little hard. So pretty soon he just flops over the handlebars. And he says, I'm dying over here. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure my three-year-old nephew has no idea what that even means. Right? He doesn't understand death. Like, I'm dying over here. Why? Because he watches Ice Age and Sid is dying over here. Why? Because he heard something. And it's hilarious. So he repeats it. Right? They repeat everything. My dad says, holy buckets, Batman. So then Mr. George is handing out cheese balls in class the other day and Dawson goes, holy buckets, Where's Dawson here in Holy Buckets? Right? And so we cannot say what we have not first heard. So what's coming out of our mouth? We had to listen to it somewhere first. Right? How many of you guys have ever said something you're like, where did that come from? 
Ah, right? We heard it somewhere. We heard it somewhere. Maybe it was in a song. Maybe it was in a movie. Maybe we're not repeating line for line, but we're repeating the attitude that we've been hearing all day. We're repeating the atmosphere that we've been hearing all day. We're repeating the influence that we've been hearing all day. It doesn't have to be this specific line, but we cannot say what we have not first heard. It's impossible. We had to hear it first. Where did that come from? Well, we heard it somewhere. We heard it somewhere. And so you had to hear it first. Um, this is my big money degree going into work in this lesson. So listen close. This cost me $40,000 to be able to tell you guys this. Okay. All right. So frequencies. We did some stuff with, with frequencies when I was in, in college. But one of the things we were talking about, um, and then I actually heard it in a teaching the other day, and I was like, ah, I forgot all about that section in my life. But um, opera singers. Okay. Really loud, no microphone needed ever. Opera singers, right? Okay. So they did a study on these opera singers because some opera singers can hit some notes that some can't, right? So they're doing the study, like, why can some people hit some notes? Is it something with their vocal cords? Is it something with... And they go through and they find out that the notes that they cannot hear, they cannot hit. So if an opera singer cannot hear a certain note because they become deaf to that note... If they can't hear that pitch or that note, they can never sing that note. It's totally dependent on what they can hear. So an opera singer can only sing to the level that they can hear. Literally. They can only sing to that level. It has nothing to do with vocal cords. It has nothing to do. It has everything to do with the level of their hearing. If they can hear that note, they can sing that note. Well, then they've done more stuff with the... With the opera singers that they're actually they're they're deaf to these these notes so they can never sing to those things okay so let's back this up from opera singers and put this back in our life for a minute and then we're going to go back to the opera singers and then we're going to come back out but right now in our lives maybe we're in our situation you're like i have a really hard time seeing the positive in this i have a really hard time seeing god's perspective in what i'm facing or maybe it's, I'm having a really hard time seeing God's perspective in my story. I'm having God a really hard time just understanding what's going on right now. And I'm struggling to have that faith. Could it be that we've never positioned ourselves to hear to the level that we want ourselves to speak? Could it be that we've never listened to one, the, the written word of God, but two, have we never positioned ourselves to hear God's voice? Are we surrounding ourselves with one thing and wanting to sing to another thing? Have we positioned ourselves to hear to the level that we want to sing? Because we, we have to position ourselves. We're accountable for what we're hearing. That's on us, right? And so what I'm positioning myself to listen to is the level that I'll sing to. But then on the other end of it, some of us got some really high pitches on stuff that we might not be needing to pitch to. So what are we listening to that we are well rehearsed and hitting every note? Can we hit every note of depression, every note of anger, every note of um, jealousy, every, every note of anxiety, of worry, of fear, of because we've allowed ourselves to hear to those notes? Does that make sense? That's crazy, right? Opera singers, you never knew that they were going to teach you so it's about holiness. The holiest people on the planet. All right, so opera singers. 
So they are deaf to these notes, but then you can you can train them. They do all kinds of stuff. I'm sure there's great terms for it. They teach them to be able to hear to different levels, just like we can teach ourselves to hear the Word of God. We can teach ourselves to hear the voice of God. We can position ourselves and train ourselves to hear what God has to say versus hearing what the enemy has to say. So these opera singers. The other thing that um, is interesting to me, they refer, you know, in singing and in sound, you hear a lot that has to do with frequency, right? So the other thing with these is they sing at the frequency that they hear. They sing at the frequency. That's actually the term that they use. They sing at the frequency. Well, we know in sound frequency is a bunch of numbers that I don't actually understand. Brandon understands that. Like he actually has a, a little frequency remote that he'll walk through based on the number of people that are in our services. He knows the number of people and the amount of sound to put out when he has a frequency monitor. The amount that you can hear without messing with anybody. Right? So Brandon can do that. He has a monitor. He does it every service because if there's 50 people in the room and 200 people in the room, it makes a huge difference on the sound output frequency that he's going to use on his soundboard. Okay? But what's another way, another definition of frequency that we use? How much is something, right? How much is something? That's what we use frequency. How frequently do you go here? How many times do you go to that place, right? Okay, so let's put this back. So they can sing at the frequency that they hear. They hear this certain level of frequency, they can sing at that same level. So, what's our frequency hearing the Word of God? How frequently are we hearing the voice of God? How frequently? Because that's going to be the level that we can sing, is the level that we're positioning ourselves to hear. How frequently do we hear God's voice? Have we heard it today? It's available today. If we didn't hear it today, that's on us. How frequently do we position ourselves to be in His Word? How frequently are we listening to... I'm all for listening to pop. I'm my biggest thing is are you hearing the voice of God for yourself? Because all of us have access to it. But um, beyond that, what kinds of things are you listening to? What kinds of music are we listening to? What kinds of um, sometimes like you really like the beat of a song until you hear the words and you're like, whoa, <laughs> the devil corrupted that beat real fast. Like, <laughs> right? But we listen to these things. What are we listening to? Are we listening to podcasts? Are we listening to teaching? When we're sitting in church. Are we feeding on that? What's our frequency? How frequently do we position ourselves to hear from God? And we know God can speak to us through a message. That's why we're in Bible study. God can speak to us through his word. God can speak to us through people. And God can speak to us directly. So we know that God can speak to us all day, every day. But how frequently are we hearing? Because that's to the frequency that we're able to sing. And remember... That also, if we go back to our quote, remember, so to the, how frequently I'm hearing is going to judge the level that I'm going to be able to speak, but it's also going to judge the level that I'm going to be able to see. When I can only see, when I can't see the way God sees, when I'm struggling to see things from his perspective, could it be that I'm not at that frequency on the hearing? Now I can't see. I can't step out in faith like I feel like I should be able to. Maybe it's because of the frequency that we're hearing. See how this is coming full circle? That is crazy stuff, right? You guys thought we were going to be talking about our words. See? Told you. So did I. Don't worry. I thought the same exact thing. Here's the other thing. Opera singers, back to the opera, they can go deaf by their own voice. 
Crazy, right? They can actually make themselves go deaf by their own voice. So now let's go back to our puzzling moments. So can we limit our hearing based on what we're saying? Can we limit, can we go deaf by our own voice? Because remember, we're hearing something. Our, our, what we hear determines what we speak. And when we speak, we still hear our own voice. So because my voice, so I'm hearing the word of God, but then I'm speaking something different, which I'm hearing. Can I allow myself to go deaf to the things of God by my own voice? But I can also allow myself to go deaf to the things of the world by my own voice, right? I can silence the voice of the enemy with my voice. That's the importance of the voice. That's the importance of what I'm speaking out. I can hear, but now I gotta line up what I'm, what I'm seeing because remember, it's the frequency. It's the amount. It's not just, well, you just said if you heard the word of God, you could see everything from God's perspective. But that was not. I said frequency because then we talked about the overflow is what actually comes out. So I can read my scripture and be like, okay, don't slap the lady that's being rude. Got it. Got my scripture, right? But then about five seconds later, you're like, I hate that lady. Gosh dang it. Right? We're speaking something completely different. So can I make myself go deaf to this? Because of the overflow that I'm speaking out because I haven't frequenced this enough. Because I'm not frequently in the word. And now I can make myself go deaf to the very thing that I'm trying to fill myself up with. And if opera, can, opera singer can go deaf by their own voice, we can go deaf by our own voice. We can go deaf to the things that we're trying to hear because of the overflow of what's in our heart because we're not frequenting this enough. I'm not in the word enough. I'm not listening to the word of God. In proportion to what I'm hearing from the enemy and what I'm hearing from the world, I'm not positioning myself to be in that same proportion and more so in the word. So now the overflow is going to be from the world. It's not going to be from the word. So the thing I'm speaking is of the enemy and I'm trying to apply what's in the word and I wonder why it's not working. Can we see this? This is good stuff, right? This is fun stuff. I love it. See, I told you we needed six weeks just on this lesson. I told Oren, man, it was all in order. Now it's all just there somewhere. Okay. More science. I know we're like, I had to get some money out of my degree, guys. I paid my student loans today, and I was like, we're preaching on science tonight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the spoken word. Any, like, any audio listeners, like you won't read, but you listen to it? Yeah? Okay. So spoken word creates more images in our mind than written word. Why? Because scientifically, the image compartment in your brain when I'm reading, it's trying to make out the letters not so focused on giving me an image, right? So the spoken word creates more images than the written word, okay? I'm not saying reading's bad. Reading is very good for you. Readers are learners, okay? But reading is important, Brie. It's very important, but your, your vocabulary will never increase. So then you're going to hear a big word and your imagination is going to be like, oh, I skipped that section. Uh, but so read, it's important for you. Written word is very important, but the spoken word creates images. Why? Because our quote said from the beginning that what we hear determines what we say and what we say determines what we see. Mm. Words carry power. Words create images. Words create how we see things. They filter what we see. So our brain actually, in spoken word, creates images. And those images in our mind are creating an abundance in our heart. Right? Those images. So 
this is where random side trail, but this is where gossip gets us in so much trouble. I'm not speaking it. I'm just listening, right? I'm just listening. I'm not, I'm not saying anything wrong, but who are you listening to? Because now you got all these images in your head that don't belong there because I listened to them. Because the spoken word creates images and gossip is not of God. It's from the enemy, right? So now I'm listening to something from the enemy and now it's creating images in my mind. So then when I leave, what usually happens with gossip, it usually doesn't stop there, right? It's going to be repeated. And so now I'm repeating it, so I'm hearing it all over again. So now I have even more images than I heard the first time. Okay, how many of you had somebody say something to you? Maybe you said something back, maybe you didn't. Maybe you're like, ah, I'm going to figure this out in my shower later, I know it. And so then you're like in an argument with this person, but because... We argued and there were some words. Now I got these images in my head. So then all day long, you're arguing with like an imaginary whoever. Okay, don't lie to me. It happens to all of you. Okay, everybody in here has had an imaginary argument several times. Why? Because these images from these spoken words got put. And now because I'm re-speaking it to myself. And then I'm in the shower and I'm fighting with someone that's not actually in there. We have created something that doesn't even exist. Images! Because we heard something and we allowed it to create images in our head and then we just spoke it again because we didn't have enough images the first time. And then again and again and again and again and again and then like, you're like whipping through stuff in your mind. Your mind's like a shutter. Sorry, having seizures in the shower is a thing. And then you're yelling at things, and there's images that never are real. It's a crazy thing. <laughs> crazy thing. Okay? But why, why to say all this? Because the spoken word creates images. It creates how we see. It creates what we see. And so when we are listening to people, what images are being created in our mind when we're listening to things? to people, to situations, and sometimes it might not even be the words, but again, it could be the atmosphere, it could be the attitude, it could be what's behind that. Is it coming from God or is it coming from the enemy? And that's creating images in our mind and that gets in our heart and it becomes an overflow because it's gonna come out, right? Determines what we say, which determines what we see, which means it determines how I react. So now, because of my 20 minute shower fight, um, I am deeply angered at this human. When the initial statement probably didn't even mean anything, but we've been listening to so much negativity, then suddenly everything that they have to say is now negativity through my filtered mind. And therefore, because it's so filtered, they never meant it that way. Now I'm just <clears throat> very angered at this human because I fought with them all day yesterday after our 30-second conversation. <laughs> See what we create? See what we can create? Through the filters that are created in our mind. So the, 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 spoken, the spoken word. And so it creates filters, absolutely creates filters. And we, we had alluded this at the beginning and I wanna just repeat it here really quick, that these filters can come through, it could be insecurity. So everything somebody tells me is filtered through my own insecurity. It's not filtered through the word of God. It's not filtered through. So now my own insecurity is hearing what's happening. My own insecure because that's what's the abundance here. Maybe it's maybe it's depression. Maybe it's because if faith can come by hearing, then doubt can probably come by hearing. Jealousy can come by hearing. Insecurity can come by hearing. Anger can come by hearing. 
the list can go on forever. Fear can come by hearing, right? So if we want to be full of faith, we're full of something. And that something is what we're speaking repetitively. So if I'm full of anger, if I'm full of insecurity, if I'm full of doubt, instead of what's coming in being filtered by faith, it's filtered by what's ever in there. What's the abundance? What's the abundance? Is it an insecurity? Is it low self-worth? So now everything anybody says to me, I feel like they're attacking me. I feel like they're pointing right at me. I feel like they're pointing out my flaws and pointing out my weakness. No, you pointed out your flaws and weakness. And that's what we're so full of that now everybody that speaks to me, I feel like is pointing out those same things in me. But if I'm full of faith, then everything that comes in, everything I'm hearing is now being filtered through faith. It's not being filtered through insecurity. So I wonder how many little issues, how many dramatic situations have come from something that we filtered that now we hear and we speak through that filter. Does that make sense? So we talked about that song, those songs that get stuck in our head, those songs that we just, what song are we singing when we come home every day? The end of the day, what song are we singing? Not a literal song. But what song are we singing? Is it a song of faith? Is it a song of anger? Is it a song of stress? Is it a song of insecurity? Is it a song because, remember, we subconsciously start singing what we don't even know is there. So it's a real easy way to know what you've been surrounded with all day, what atmospheres we've been in all day, what things we've been listening to all day, what influence we've been under all day. Because at the end of the day, if we're singing the word of God, if we're singing out of faith, if we're looking at situations and we're like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, I can see this through faith. I can see this according to the word. I can see this. Then we've probably been positioning ourselves to listen to faith all day and filter by faith all day. But if at the end of the day, our song is doubt, our song is fear, our song is anger, our song is you can fill in the blank to whatever that is. What is that song? Is it peace? Is it joy? Is it the fruit of the spirit? Or is it the fruit of the enemy? What song are we singing when we get home? What song are we singing when we go to bed? What song? Because remember, we'll only sing to the frequency that we can hear. And so what song? What song are we singing? Um, who have we been listening to? Who you hear the most is who you'll believe the most. Who you hear the most is who you will believe the most. If we're hearing the word of God the most, that's who we're going to believe the most. Why? Because we've heard it. It's got into our heart, and it becomes an abundance that, that we're going to speak out. We speak what we believe. And so who we hear the most is who we're going to believe the most, right or wrong. But again, it all comes down. It's either the enemy or it's either God. But there's all kinds of voices that can speak to us all day long, but they, they will come either from God. We can hear the voice of peace. That's of God, right? But what about the, the voice of our past that tries to keep us there? What about the voice of shame? What about the, the voice of, of guilt? That's from the enemy. But then there's the voice of joy. Then there's the voice of strength. Then there's, a, the, then there's these voices that come from God that are completely different. They're not the voices of the enemy. Do we see how to decipher those? But it's going to be filtered by the abundance. It's filtered by the abundance of what's in our hearts and how frequently we're there. Okay, I want to look at a story to kind of back up all of this. And I've never seen this story this way, and it's the coolest thing ever. We're going to go to Genesis, and we're going to look at Adam and Eve. We're going to go to 3-1. 
say our quote real quick before we read this. What we hear determines what we say. What we say determines what we see. And what we see determines how and where we're going to move, right? How and where we're going to move or where and how we're going to move, whichever way you wrote it down. But that's how it's, that's our quote. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field. One thing I want to make a note of here. Okay, the enemy tries to sound as much like God as possible. He wants to be almost God. A good idea and a God idea are two different things. Satan has no problem giving you good ideas. He wants to sound as much like God as he possibly can so it's easy to deceive us. And that's why if our filter, if we haven't been frequently in the Word of God, if we haven't been frequently, if our abundance, if our overflow of what's on the inside of us is not from God, if it's from the world, then we're going to respond according to the world, right? We're not going to respond according to God. And so the enemy in our life will always try to sound as much like God as possible, but he's just not God, okay? As much like God as possible. But anyway, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, stop right there real quick. If somebody is saying something, if he said something to Eve, then she had to be doing what? Listening. Listening. So she's hearing something right here, right? She's hearing something. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of the tree of the garden? Okay, so she heard. And the woman what? Oh. So she heard something, which determines what she's about to say. Just like our... our our quote. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Okay? Here again, the serpent said to the woman. So now she's hearing again, right? Now she's hearing. You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, sowing good and evil. Hold on a minute. What we hear determines what we say, and what we say determines what we see. I'm going to reread that last scripture. Look for key words that might be there. You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. Your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Your eyes will be opened. And you'll be like God. So what we hear determines what we say, determines what we see, determines how we move, right? Okay, so what happened next? So when the woman saw, so when the woman saw, that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes. Why was it pleasant to the eyes? Because she heard and she responded, right? She heard, she said, and now she's seeing something, okay? Because it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and she ate. She also gave to her husband and he ate. Now, this is where we're going to get to the fourth part. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked. And so they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering because what we hear determines what we say. What we say determines what we see. And what we see determines 
where and how we're going to move, how we're going to respond to this situation, how we're going to handle this situation. So because of what she heard, that determined what she said, and what she said determined what she saw, and that determined how she responded. They ate the fruit, and then she moved forward in shame. They moved forward covering up the thing that God gave them to enjoy. They covered up the way that God would create them. Okay, had she been listening so closely to the voice of God, it says that man's made in our image, right? Remember I said Satan wants to deceive us as close to God as possible? He said in the day you eat of it, you shall be like God. She's already created in his image. Why does she need to be like God? She's already created there. So what she heard, okay, so now let's look at this from a different perspective. Because she was hearing something she wasn't supposed to be listening to, right? Because she was hearing the voice of the enemy. When we choose to entertain the voice of the enemy, when I choose to hear, what was our first verse? Be careful of what you're listening to. Take heed to what you hear. Be careful about what you hear. Because she chose to listen and entertain the voice of the enemy, right? Because she chose to listen and determined what she said. So now she's listening to something she was never supposed to listen to. So now she's speaking something she was never supposed to speak. And now she's seeing something she was never supposed to see. And then she experienced what God created in a way she was never supposed to experience it. So my wonder in our lives is have we opened up our ears to hear something we were never supposed to hear? Who are we listening to? Who are we listening to? Let's skip down a little bit here. And the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you? Who told you? God points it out right there. God points out their hearing right there. Who told you? Who are you listening to? That's what he said. Who are you listening to? So in this whole story, it, it comes down, but then also Adam and Eve played the blame game there. Played the blame game. But what I want to get to is in our puzzling moments, could it be that we've entertained and listened to a voice of the enemy that is not lined up with the word of God. Anything that does not line up with the word of God is not from God. God's word, it, if it comes from God, it will always line up with his word. It will always be Bible. And that should be our filter. That should be, so you hear something that makes you feel insecure about yourself. Does it line up with the word of God? We hear something that makes us feel doubtful, that makes us feel worried, that makes us react in fear. Does it line up with the Word of God? If it doesn't, then we immediately cut it off. We immediately cut that off. No, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to hear that. Right? I'm not going to hear that. I'm not going to allow that to get into my heart. And so, have we listened to something that we haven't supposed to be listening to? And so then we started speaking what we were never supposed to speak. We were talking to something that we were never supposed to talk to. And maybe it's talking to a physical person. Maybe it's talking to a circumstance. But maybe it's self-talk. Maybe it's because I listened to what the enemy said about me and my situation. Now I'm speaking what the enemy said about me and my situation. 
And now because I'm speaking what the enemy said about me and my situation, the only way I can see my situation is through the voice of the enemy. It's through the word of the enemy. So now I can only see my puzzling moment, how the enemy would see it. And you say, man, I know that I messed that up and I just have shame and I have guilt and I have, that's the voice of the enemy. And then we say, but I can't see it any other way. It's because we're not hearing any other way. It's because we're hearing according to the enemy. We're not setting ourselves up to frequently hear it from another perspective so that we can see it from another perspective. Does that make sense? This is huge in our puzzling moments. If we can't see things according to the word of God, it's because we're not hearing according to the word of God. And that we can't see according to the word of God. We can't speak according to the word of God. And so just like Adam and Eve here, man, she just entertained something that was from the enemy. And then she spoke. And then she saw. And then she responded and she covered up. They covered up. But see, it didn't just affect Eve. How we see things in our puzzling moments are going to affect the people around us. How we see things, how we speak to things in our puzzling moments, how we hear things in our puzzling moments, they will affect the people around us. And Adam ate the same thing she did. Adam saw the same thing she did. Right? Because he had to hear her too. She didn't just hand him an apple and he took a bite. Like she had to explain the situation. Right? And so how many times can we take a situation that we're facing and instead of taking that thing to God to get his perspective first, do we speak it to the people around us? But now that we've speak it, we spoke it, spoken it, it spoke. now that we have said those things out of our mouth, because I, I took the situation, right? And I didn't see it from God's perspective and I listened to the voice of the enemy, but before I took it to God to get his perspective on it or, or see it from the word of God, I've now taken my puzzling moment and I've said it to someone else. So now I've heard myself say it. I already heard it once from the enemy, which created an image in my head. And now I'm speaking it out of my mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So now I've spoke about this puzzling moment in a way that doesn't line up with the word of God to Janet. Now there's more images that don't line up with the word of God in my head because it came out of my mouth. And now Janet... Depending on her filter, she's either going to see it through the eyes of faith and go, you're right, I agree with you, you're in a terrible situation. Why? Because I just fed that to her. I fed her directly what the enemy told me to her. And so now she sees my situation. The images of that situation are according to the enemy's perspective. Do we see that? When I take what someone else says, if my situation involves someone else, and I'm going to Janet telling her all this stuff, and she sees an image of someone else that is not how they were created to be, is not according to the word of God, because I listen to the enemy about my situation. And this is why it is so important for us to not just in the puzzling moments hear the word of God, but outside of these puzzling moments hear the word of God, so that when these puzzling moments come, when we hear voices in our puzzling moments, we go, that's not the voice of peace. That's not the voice of wisdom. That's not the voice of faith. That's not the voice of joy. And we identify it immediately and we can filter it. But if we don't allow ourselves to frequently be in the word because sometimes we feel like we don't need to be in the word because we're in a good place. We got through this. God just answered my prayer yesterday. Then we're not in the word. And so now our overflow is coming from what we have been listening to. 
And it's usually not the voice of God if we haven't frequently been there. Make sense? So who are we listening to? This is this is huge. It'll it'll absolutely change. I know it changed my life. It's gonna change all of our lives. And so how do we apply this? What's our what's our challenge this week? Frequently. Frequently. Raise your frequency to hearing the word of God. Raise your frequency to hearing the voice of God. Raise your frequency. Next week we're gonna talk about influence. Why? Because this carries right over. Because sometimes we do need to go to that person for advice. Sometimes we do need to go to, to these because we don't know how to handle these situations. And sometimes life is hard. And sometimes life is unfair. And sometimes we face things that we don't understand and we need to go to somebody. And if I go to somebody that just agrees with the voice of the world, I allowed that person to be an influence in my life, but she just confirmed the voice of the world. But I want to be surrounded by people that are going to confirm the voice of God in my life. Tell me, no, you need to listen to a different perspective. Yeah, so next week we're talking about influence. And that's why, because it's going to go from right here to this point. What are we speaking? What are we hearing? To who are we surrounding ourselves with in these puzzling moments? Who do I allow in my inner circle in these puzzling moments? And, and, and what influence do I have and what influence do they have? So we're going to be talking about some influence inside these, these moments, these practical things. But how important our words are. But then here's another thing. What if a friend comes to you in their puzzling moment and you may not be in one, but you still haven't been frequently been in the Word of God? And they come to you and want help. The only word you can give them is an overflow of what's in your heart. And if it's not the word, you're giving them personal opinion. You're giving them your opinion. You're giving them your perspective. But if you've been frequently in the Word of God and you've got a friend that comes to you and says, Hey, I need some help. And they're going to speak to you out of an overflow of the Word of God. And so it's not just about us. We've said that every week, right? It's not just about our puzzling situations, about our puzzling moments. Is that where am I? The Bible says to be prepared in season and out of season. So that if someone does come to me and come to you and go, Hey, I'm facing this and I'm struggling. Do you have someone that's going to speak the Word of God into your life? Are you going to speak the Word of God into their life? Or are we so filled up on everything else that we just agree with their emotional state, we agree with their perspective, we agree with where they are, and now our words have now kept them in a place that confirms the enemy's word over their situation. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? And so what's our frequency? What's our frequency? We're going to go to the level that we can hear. We'll speak to the level that we can hear. So let's increase our hearing. Let's increase our frequency this week. And so that is your challenge, is what is the frequency? I want to read one more scripture here. That's Romans 12, 1. Actually, 12, 2. And it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to the world. How do we become conformed to the world? Well, if we listen to the same thing the world's listening to, if we respond to the same thing the world's responding to, then we'll be and have the fruit of what the world has. 
But if we listen to what the Word's perspective is on things, if we fill ourselves with the Word of God, if we hear the Word of God, then that transforms us. And it says, bring every thought into captivity. Why? Because when it comes in our ears, it's going to put images in our mind and it's going to get in our heart. That's why the Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence. And so this week, what's your frequency? What's your frequency? How frequently am I in the Word? How frequently? I want to see my situation different. i got to hear it different. Make sense? Sweet. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We are so, so, so thankful for your word. And Lord, we thank you that we do have the ability to hear your voice. And I pray that you would speak to us this, this week. I pray that we would be conscious, Father, of what we are hearing and who we're hearing it from. Are we hearing from the voice of the enemy? Are we hearing from the voice of God? Does it line up with your word? I pray that you would filter our hearts, Father God, that our hearts would overflow with with your goodness, that it would overflow with your faithfulness, that it would overflow with your joy, with your peace, with your strength, and with your wisdom, Father, with your creativity. And out of that overflow we would see, and out of that overflow that we would hear, and out of that overflow that we would respond, that we would handle situations, Father, that we would do it according to your word. Father, I thank you that, that you would help us take note, that you would help us recognize some areas, maybe some voices that we've entertained, some images that we've entertained, some things that we've been listening to that have given us a false perspective on our life, a false perspective on your word, a false perspective on where you're taking us, and a false perspective on our season. And I pray that you would realign it, that we would see it from your, from your perspective, that we would see it according to your word. And I thank you for a blessed week from every lady in this room. I thank you so much for who you are. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.